Welcome to the SMA News Today podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. I have SMA Type 2, and I am a columnist and forums director for smanewstoday.com. Welcome to the SMA News Today podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. And joining me today is Logan Nance from Southern Indiana. Logan is a mom to Hayden, her daughter who has SMA. And she uh, she also works outside the home, has uh, another child, her and her husband. And she also contributed to our 31 Days of SMA campaign in 2020. So Logan, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Kevin, thank you for having me. Absolutely, really excited to talk with you. Welcome to the show and to start off, can you just talk about you and your family story and when your daughter Hayden was diagnosed with SMA? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, we um, have uh, our first child, Avery. He's four years old. He was born in 2018 and he is just, you know, perfectly healthy, ball full of wild boy energy and everything that comes along with that. Um, we decided to add to our family and we're expecting um, our second child in February of 2020. Um, and, you know, there were some really interesting things happening in our world right around that time um, with, you know, COVID and the pandemic and everything. But um, our daughter was, our daughter Hayden was born um, at the beginning of February. Um, and, I had had a completely normal pregnancy. We only stayed in the hospital one night. Everything looked good. Everything checked out. Um, we were super eager to get home and just kind of like, you know, introduce little sister to her big brother. Um, and so, you know, we went home day two, three, four, five passes by. Um, and, you know, when you bring home a newborn baby, there's just a lot of sleep deprivation and there can just be just some kind of inherent stress associated with that time in your life while it's very joyful. Um, you know, there's just, it's, it's a little chaotic, um, especially with our kids only being 21 months apart. So looking back, there were probably some things that um, I, I wish that I would have noticed, but thankfully Indiana um, has SMA on the newborn screen. And so on day six of Hayden's life, we received a phone call from her pediatrician, um, really waking us up out of bed very early in the morning, um, urging us to come into her doctor's office immediately. Um, and needless to say, it, it was a relatively traumatic day. It was um, news and a diagnosis that we had a, never heard of, B, we're not in any way expecting, um, and C, we were given, we were given a, a fatal diagnosis. Um, we were told she wouldn't live to see her first birthday, um, which luckily we very quickly were able to um, obtain some, some additional information that kind of clarified things a little bit for us. And, you know, this past February, we celebrated a very happy two-year-old little girl. So, and we can talk more about that later, but um, but that was kind of how it all came to be. Um, it was all just very sudden and unexpected, um, and and you know her first year of life truly felt like a blur after that. Well, and like you said, the quite the timing for everything going on in the world at that time. So I'm I, I'm curious about that actually. Like, so once you received the diagnosis, we you were saying right before we started recording that her uh, healthcare team um, is in Kentucky because you're on the southern border of Indiana. So what was it like um, getting to appointments, especially at the very start and craziness of the pandemic? 
Well, so wildly enough, we actually, so she received like her original treatment for SMA. We did receive that at an Indiana hospital since it was caught on the Indiana newborn screen. We were kind of directed by default to an Indiana neurologist, which was fine. You know, we started there. Um, But it's so crazy to think about because we were having those initial visits, you know, well, February 13th was the first day that we saw. And so, you know, like literally a month later, we were in and out of the hospital and nobody was wearing a mask, you know? And so we have all of these pictures and I'm sure COVID was rampant at that time. And, you know, we just feel so, so fortunate. So she did receive um, gene therapy. Um, that was the um, original treatment that she received for, um, for her diagnosis. And she received that at 25 days of life. Um, and we barely got that in right before the world shut down. And so it, it is incredibly, it makes me very anxious to think about what it would have been like, because I know the fight that we fought trying to get her treated initially with that, with insurance, um, providers, just everything. Um, the fight that we fought to get her that and how much more challenging it would have been had the world shut down, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, just a super, super scary time for anyone needing any sort of medical attention. <laughs> well, and on that note too, like, you know, the question I ask a lot about to parents when they first enter your life with SMA is like, uh, how did you get involved with community and everything? And so mm-hmm. what was that in terms of adapting to this new stage of your life? Like, what was that in terms of pursuing the community resources when everything is shut down. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like a broken record when I say this, but it's just so true. There is something like so incredibly special about the SMA community. Now I say that not really having many other points of reference, right? But there is just something so, so special. And and through our diagnosis, Hayden's diagnosis, you know, there have been other families that I've come in contact with where maybe their child has another rare disease and they don't have the resources and they don't have the support that I do. And it just makes me so incredibly grateful for just the really close knit group that we have um, and just all of the amazing resources. And so, you know, like it might seem like a silly analogy, but you know, like when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So, you know, here we have this three month old baby with what had originally been, you know, given to us as a, as a, as a lethal diagnosis. And so, you know, we just jumped in with Cure SMA and we did, we did a little virtual walk and roll, um, in May of 2020, because, you know, like that's all you really can do, right? Like you've got to pour your heart and soul into something. And, um, I think we knew really early on that we, we had been given the opportunity to to be a part of something much bigger. And I think that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today with this new incredible Mm -hmm. drug, like, man, there is just, there is big change happening in this community, you know, for this diagnosis. And um, yeah, we're just, we're so grateful to be a part of it. (laughs) No, absolutely. And that's a great transition. So you mentioned earlier with treatment. So she started on Zolgensma. Um, So that was the first treatment she did. And what has it been like since then, both um, her response to that and then treatment journey since then? So Hayden was one of those kiddos who was unfortunately incredibly symptomatic. She was incredibly symptomatic at birth. And, you know, that's kind of how parents specifically, um, you know, we talk about, you know, 
just milestones and, and kind of what our kiddos are doing. Um, you know, there are some kids that truly have the exact same diagnosis as Hayden on paper, but their lives look very different because if you're treated with Solgensma asymptomatically, it's almost like you don't even have it. Right. Um, but for Hayden, she was incredibly symptomatic, even at 25 days old. Um, and so, um, I'm sorry. I just lost my train of thought. No, 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 no. It's all good. <laughs> so, go on, so talking about how she was very symptomatic at birth and then um, the process there going towards Zolgensma. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And so we were very fortunate that Zolgensma was in incredibly um, effective with Hayden. Um, she did receive it through a pick line where I, I, you know, I can't help but wonder if maybe that played a part in the efficacy of, of the drug, but she has responded incredibly well to it. Um, and truly we have never seen her plateau necessarily. Mm. I mean, it just, it, it, the gains seem to come in waves, right? You know, yeah. there's just, and the other thing is it's like, it's such a slow climb, you know, um, you know, when you're just watching things unfold, it's such a slow climb and it's kind of just hard to explain, but it's just like all of a sudden one day she was able to sit up on her own, you uh, know, uh, after, uh. you know, almost two years, two plus years of not. And so, um, you know, it's just like all of a sudden she's doing things, but, um, and I don't want to jump ahead, but I will say, you know, the change that we saw whenever, whenever she did start on Everest D um, was just stamina and endurance. I mean, it was like immediate, an immediate change for her. So Solgensma was great. It, it really got us to a good place. It saved her life, honestly. Um, and, and now, I mean, she's just rocking and rolling, literally. I mean, she's just, um, it's just been a really, really incredible boost. That's awesome. And did she take any others since then? Or like, was that the main one? Because I, I mean, I know it's a one-time gene therapy, but I, I know some who have done like combinations since then. Correct. Yes. So it was just the one time hour long infusion that she received at, at 25 days old. And then the only other medication for SMA that she has been on has been the Everest D. I will say yeah. though, the thing that, that we feel like we're learning is just um, how critical therapy is. Um, and so, you know, while it's not a prescription of sorts, um, doing um, intense physical therapy or intensives, um, and kind of practicing a specific kind of therapy. DMI is what, is what we like, um, is a therapy that she has responded really, really well to that. We've seen just this explosion of skill in combination with, um, the Everest D. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah, so this is, uh, you know, um, why we wanted to talk to you today is, uh, we, uh, really, the news came out recently that, Everisd has now been FDA approved for infants under um, the age of uh, two months. Um, yeah. And so, which was really revolutionary um, prior to this, you know, it had been approved for kids and adults, but, um, but above that age. And so this obviously opens the doors for a lot of people in the community. So what impact do you think that has? And also you talk about it in relation to um, Hayden's journey with Everisd. Sure. Well, it's huge. Um, whenever I received the the link to that article, I mean, I responded with like the crying emoji because literally it is um, it is just the most incredible thing. And and I think, you know, I'll just maybe speak about you know the the moms kind of in in the SMA circle. Just you know, we all kind of ping stuff off of each other. But you know, one of the things that as a mom is um, probably the most 
heartbreaking about, you know, receiving a diagnosis like this and understanding that you and your spouse are both carriers. What does that look like for growing your family? You know, um, and it, there's just when, when you receive an unexpected diagnosis, there's just, there's some trauma and there's some grief that you have to work through. And of course now, you know, we wouldn't change anything about her. She is absolutely perfect to us. Um, but it doesn't mean that there weren't some unexpected hurdles along the way. Um, but you know, with each and every pregnancy, if you and your spouse are both carriers, then there's a 25% chance with each pregnancy. And so I think, um, for, for families now that, what is it? It's, um, I saw the statistic yesterday. It's maybe all but four states in the United States are screening for SMA on the newborn screen, which mm. is huge, which just means there is this opportunity for all of these babies, like almost before they even go home. Or I was actually reading through, I forget who the quote was by, but just that you can begin this treatment in the comfort of your home. You know, mm. Mm. Um, so many families, they start their journey with, you know, their child being diagnosed with SMA with week long stays in the hospital. You know, you're getting feeding tubes and all of this stuff which we, we had our fair share of time with a feeding tube, but, um, you know, it's just, it's such an incredible opportunity, um, of hope, um, and to just to, to be able in, to enjoy growing our families and, um, you know, just not living in fear, you know, um, not living in fear of, of what, um, has historically just been a really, a really scary disease. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, and, I, and like you said, I mean, there have been families who have to travel across states for treatments and procedures and everything. And so um, it is wild to see, uh, like you said, the uh, opportunities to do treatments at home and to have those resources. It's totally quite remarkable, the changes that have happened in the past few years. So that's awesome. I agree. I agree. Okay. So on that note, then, can you talk a little more about um, where Hayden is now and kind of what her daily lo- life looks like? So she's too... Um, and you know, I, I like I, both changes in SMA, but again, just daily life and kind of what your family's life sure. looks like now. Sure. Well, you know, it's really kind of hard to articulate, but you know, I, I had heard people, you know, before we had kids, they would talk about having a sour patch kid, you know, sweet and salty. Um, and Hayden is my sour patch. She can be sweet one moment and she can be so sour the next, but it's like, you know, how can you look at a cute little girl in pigtails and, you know, and, and think anything but cute when, when you see her, but let me tell you, she is bossy. She is, she is demanding. She is so just like strong willed and determined, um, which, you know, I'm grateful for those characteristics. And I think that she, I think she'll go far because of it. Um, it can just be a little exhausting as a mother. Um, when at two years old, she's, she's rolling her eyes at me and I'm just like, girlfriend, we are not going to make it through those teenage years, but she is so spunky and just wildly, wildly intelligent. Um, but a, a normal day for us, my husband and I, we both work outside of the home. So we're fortunate to have support in our house, just able to, to keep Hayden at home. Um, you know, from a milestone standpoint, you know, she, she's sitting, she's standing, she is able to ambulate with a walker or kind of cruising. Um, and, you know, we're just kind of giving thought to what things will look like when she starts preschool and just kind of what, um, 
what assistance she may need just in an effort to keep her as safe as possible. So those are still things that, that we're working through with our team of therapists, but um, she loves to color. She loves to play with Play-Doh. You know, now that it's getting warm here in the Midwest, we do a lot of outdoor activities. Um, you know, she's got a water table that she really enjoys splashing around in um, and things like that. And of course, um, I, I shouldn't fail to mention she loves trying to keep up with her big brother. So even though she is all girl and loves Minnie Mouse or Mimi, as she calls her, um, she is not afraid to play with dinosaurs or trucks because we've got a lot of those around our house, too. I was going to ask that, too, about what that relationship is like with um, her, her and Avery, because I'm also I'm the youngest of three and neither of my siblings have SMA. So if you guys say anything about that and also if you like if you have any conversations with Avery about SMA and what that's like. That is such a great question. So, you know, I will say when we originally brought her home, he was only 21 months old. So he was really, truly a, a baby still himself. And he was not um, her biggest fan. But I will say that probably when she hit about a year old, which was when she started sitting, I think he started to take more of an interest to her. And it has just kind of been this slow um this slow progression of a bond between the two of them. Um, but like I said, she's feisty. And so she will, she will, um, take toys from him. And, you know, so he's not, he's not too crazy about that. Um, but their dynamic together has really blossomed and they, they're just really, really sweet together. Um, and, you know, as a mom, I, your other question, I love that so much, um, about talking to them about SMA, um, and it's kind of one of those that we're just kind of letting happen naturally. Um, and, and as her mom, so we, um, we actually just had a grand opening in our little um, town with Southern Indiana's first accessible playground about two weekends ago. And so we were there the other night and Hayden was kind of cruising around with her walker. And um, it has just been eye-opening to me how many kids just aren't exposed to that. Um, and just the comments that you get. And, and while they're innocent in nature, I think it's really just about how adults respond to the child's curiosity. And so I think I'm really just trying to lean in to Avery's curiosity. So, you know, we do kind of have a rule. Her, her walker is not a toy. It's not for you to play with. That is hers. That is part of how she gets around. Um, and the same will be, you know, if she utilizes a wheelchair, which will most likely be the case going to preschool, mm. um, you know, and so, but it's just trying to educate and not shaming in any way for the curiosity. Um, and I've experienced a few instances, you know, when we've gone to church or something like that, maybe a, a grandma and her grandchild and, and the, the granddaughter was very interested in Hayden's Walker. And, you know, the grandma was just kind of, you know, just like, okay, don't look, don't stare, you know, and um, just the importance of, just jumping in and saying, Hey, it's okay to ask questions. This is her Walker. This is Hayden. You can ask her what her name is, you know, like, um, because that starts so young. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there's just been, there's been a lot of opportunities like that. But so to answer your question, just really trying to lean into his curiosity and his questions, um, and just answer as age appropriately as we can. Um, and really just hope to foster a, a protectiveness, obviously, you know, SMA or not, we'd want him to be protective of his little sister, but, um, you know, and just trying to help educate other kids around him, um, that she's not different. She's yeah. the same, you know, I mean, we're all different, right. But just because she yeah. uses a walker, it doesn't, 
you know, it doesn't make her any different than you and me. So. Well, in those scenarios that like, uh, of the parents that, um, tell their kids not to ask questions, like that's a good way to teach your kids how to alienate people with disabilities. <laughs> and exactly. so I've experienced it plenty of times. It's still, you know, I, I always encourage the kids curiosity because that's a, exactly. A, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, and Logan, so, um, you know, speaking back to, you know, getting immersed in the SMA community and um, your experiences, like, do you have any kind of advice or message for either other parents out there or just anyone listening? Sure. I think the, the one piece of advice that I would give, you know, the world of SMA is changing so, so rapidly, but we all can't expect providers all across the United States to stay as caught up as we are, because let's be honest, this is really close to home for us. Um, and they're responsible for a wide variety of diagnoses. And so I think my encouragement would just be that you have got to remain self-educated and you, while there's got to be this healthy level of respect with your providers, you know, there's this, this mom and dad intuition, right? Or even caregiver, there's this caregiver intuition about, you know, what you're saying, I know this, I know this person, I know this individual, I know this child, whether they're verbal or nonverbal. And you know what, this just isn't sitting quite right with me. And so I think what I've learned over the past two years is you got to advocate, right? Even when it's, even when it's uncomfortable, even if you're asking questions, even if you're digging deep into something that you don't really understand, um, but I, I think it's been hard for me to just maybe observe from a distance parents that have been pushed into decisions or pushed into doing things because that's the way SMA used to be, right? Um, and now we've got some incredible treatments and just just trying to educate on those and you got to give it time and um, just to not, not to rush into things too quickly and make sure you're getting, um, you know, multiple options or multiple opinions if, if you're not feeling good about what you're hearing. So um, I don't know, hopefully all of that kind of rambling makes sense, but just, just encourage, um, I would just encourage, especially newly diagnosed parents to really immerse themselves in the SMA community. There is a lot to be learned um, and there is just a, a, a wide gamut across the board of experience. Um, it's really, truly very impressive. Um, and there's just, there's a lot of great things out there. So um, yeah, learn it yourself and um, teach your doctors something. <laughs> definitely. They are. Oh, we're definitely the experts in that. And um absolutely but yeah well again thank you so much for coming on today and um we'll link the 31 days story is there any social media you want to plug or anything else um where my other parents or people in the community can find you totally totally um so hayden has an instagram it's just here for hayden i think there might be some underscores in there maybe mm. some dots i don't know but you can find it um but yeah she's got she's got a pretty fun page that that tells our story a little bit and just kind of updates on her and then we do have a blog that i'm terrible about keeping up with but it's just um here for hayden.com so it just it does share a little bit more about our our first year and kind of that early on journey and some of those challenges um but maybe i'll get back around to blogging here in a little bit but yeah yeah, those, those two places are a good way to find us. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. Well, Logan, thank you so much again. Um, and we'll also link the story about the um, update with the RISD um, in the description as well. So Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Great. It was so great to talk to you and to see you again. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been great. 
Awesome. And for our listeners out there, you can find more stories and conversations like this by subscribing to the SMA News Today podcast. Uh, you can also connect with us on our forums and follow smanewstoday.com for all the latest SMA news and perspectives. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Take care. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.